Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby, and I am here with the incomparable Tarina. Hello out there. For those of you just joining us for the first time, Tarina and I are part of Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education, and celebrating 25 years of service. All right, so this is kind of the special. We'll do two of these this week because <laughs> last week we promised to do Roth IRA. You know, yeah, Roth I was going to talk segment. about the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Tarina uh, was otherwise engaged, and so uh, Justin yeah. uh, was here with me last week. Um, and Trina was anxious enough that she said, no, we're going to do a special about it. And so here's the Roth IRA special. Yeah. So I wanted to keep my word. I felt terrible. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. Oh no. What am I going to do? So here we go. Okay. So, um, good morning out there. Actually, I don't even know what good, whatever time it yeah. is. When, whenever you. you're listening to yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> whenever you're listening to this, um, today's podcast is a special one because, um, we're going to be talking about the Roth IRA, which is what we, um, talked about you know, earlier in the intro, but, um, and the questions that you need to be asking your trading platforms or your brokerage houses, learn from my mistakes. That's really what this whole, um, episode is about is learn from my mistakes. So (laughs) I, my husband, he, he said, no, you should be going, you should be trading with this platform or this platform. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to find the platform that provides it all for me with my Roth IRA. Right. And, um, I didn't listen to him and, we sometimes we like to make, make mistakes on our own and we don't want to listen to to people who know but i i didn't and i i really didn't understand a lot about a roth ira i would hang out around the office and i'd hear instructors talking about their roths and and their traditional iras but most of them just had roths and they're like oh i love my roth ira right and i was all okay if you're like me when someone brings up their iras you kind of stare off into space and your eyes glaze over and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about and I really don't care. And why are you getting so excited? Like it was like one of those nerd excitements that people get. And, and I respect nerd excitement. I really do. Right. (laughs) But like, there's some things that like, I just kind of days, you know, just kind of don't days out, you know, I'm just like, I get, I'm just like deer in the headlights. Like, that's yeah. a lot of information. I don't understand anything that you're saying. And well, I finally have garnered enough information. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. I finally garnered enough information that I'm like, I think a Roth is a really, really good tool. Okay, yeah. now you can speak. Sorry. Okay. Well, no, I, I <laughs> so my, my comment was, um, you know, I think that, that many times uh, we fall into the trap that um, – that when we when we're hearing about something that sounds intimidating, yeah, that uh, that w- we think that we should know about, yeah, we don't want to just outright say we don't understand, and we we certainly don't want to ask for more information if we already don't understand it, and so we fall into the trap of uh, of thinking that yeah, it might be something that I need to know, but I'm certainly not going to. You know, I'm not going to dig on it. Well, I well, I think for me it was more like. I'm going to listen to what they're saying and and whatever I garner from it I, I'm I'm going to take yeah. it in and think about it. And sometimes and I would ask questions and sometimes sure. instructors would look at me like you're an idiot and other times and actually none of them ever did that. They just kind of look at me like, "Oh, okay. This is where your <laughs> learning is because they talk to you all the time and they know what you know and and stuff and so they they kind of were like, "All right, let me let me teach you." And they always do, very happily. They always teach me. And so yeah. by the end of, you know, me being here and listening to him, I'm like, I'm going to do it. 
Yeah. I'm going to open up a Roth, you know. And I'm speaking from a man's point of view. We tend to be just a little bit more prideful and don't yeah. like people to think we don't know what we're talking about, I suppose. So, you know, don't let that get in the way because the thing is, is that, um, you know, what you don't know really does hurt you. It really does. I mean, this is, finances are not not a place to think that uh, ignorance is, is bliss. Yeah, it's not. And so what happened was is, um, you know, you, op- you can only contribute to a Roth IRA by earned income. And so, so let's go to the backstory, okay? So I'm a registered nurse and I don't need to renew my license every year. I need to renew my license every four years in the state of Arizona. And um, that means that you need clinical hours or study hours, one of the two. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Yeah. Or you have to go to school. Right. And and do a refresher course to renew your license. And so um, I was getting it was coming up to the time that I needed to renew my license. I was getting a little bit nervous. We were about I was about um, eight months out that I needed to renew my license. I was getting nervous. And I had a friend who reached out to me and said, hey, Tarina, um, we're looking for remote workers at my old hospital. Um, I did, I did, um, I, I looked over clinical charts and they're like, would you like to come and work here? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the perfect time. My daughter who has special needs, she's going back to school and she's going to school and it'll be all day kindergarten. So that would just work out really, really well. Yeah. Right. Some remote work to so, fill your hours, to fill renew my, your license. Renew my great. license. It was great. And I was like, oh, and I love this job and I still do. I still love the job. And so I went back to work and I started working, um, in this job and it required a nurse's license. And so I went back to work. Well, as the year progressed, as the six months progressed, my daughter kept getting sick. My special needs daughter kept getting sick and I started getting really sick and it just wasn't working out. It wasn't, I wasn't putting in like the kind of like work that I love to put in. I mean, I was working and I was really putting in the effort, but it was stressing. It was out. just stressing me out. Yeah. I was really sick. And so it just came to a point where it's like, this is just not a match in my life at this time. And I need to stop positive note. I got enough hours that I could renew my license again. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's great. Anyways. Um, so, but when I started working back with them, I'm all, I'm going to open up a, a Roth IRA if they offer it for the 401k plans. And they did. And and here's a couple of things that you need to know well, it, about. So there that. was some conversation uh-huh. that you had that actually clued you into this. Is that is that what I understand? With I mean, uh, something that said, "Hey, it was uh, tax-free distribution after okay, fifty-nine okay. and a half." And okay, so we're gonna get there. Yeah. So, oh, okay. but we're get there right now. Okay, I was giving them the backstory. <laughs> so I opened up this Roth IRA, and I and it was the it was the tax-free distribution after fifty-nine and a half that is the reason why I opened it up because, you know, with your four hundred one k, everybody puts it in pre-tax, and when you withdraw that earnings that that growth, they're gonna tax you on it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, so you've put, so the whole purpose of a 401k is to put in a little bit amount of money and then let it grow. Right. And and the government is so nice that they're going to say, you know what, we're going to let you grow that account tax free, put it in pre-tax. You want to do it pre-tax, right? Yes. But that's crap because once you grow that account, then when <laughs> you take it out. Now that it's much larger. Now that it's much longer, <laughs> larger, they're going to tax you, right? And and this is up to you. Like if you're like, I don't think my account's going to get that big, then you don't want to do a Roth IRA 
Yeah. That's what the experts say. They're like, because you won't be paying that much in taxes because you're retired and you're not making that much money, right? But well, not withdrawing that not much. Not withdrawing that much every month. Because you don't have that much, which is a terrible thing to think. Right. And so <laughs> that was like the whole thing. Like, I hope that makes sense. Anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So let me just um, say this, you know, the, and and, and <laughs> Tarina is exactly right, you know. And so you, you, you know, you have the choice to put it in uh, to the IRA post-tax yeah and everybody thinks that's a wonderful thing because that uh, somehow lowers their tax bill but then if there is any growth in it now when you know when you withdraw it now the tax bill comes due and now you've no, got no, a not lot in a Roth. more money not in a Roth this uh, is no, in, an, a, a, in an IRA in an IRA or a 401k, 401k yeah right since we haven't actually right. got to the Roth IRA just yet right um, so if you're putting it in that then any of that growth is is coming back to you and it, it's taxed. And so it, it turns out to be a wonderful thing for the government. Um, right. Yeah. Now... Uh, and I'm all about paying your taxes, right? Like, hey, but I, only, I'm, a, I'm a patriot. But pay the taxes that you need to, yeah. <laughs> that you're required to, but, right? But, you know, the thing is, is that with uh, retirement, mm-hmm. did you know that Social Security didn't used to be taxed? When no. you withdrew Social Security, yeah. it wasn't taxed, yeah. right? Because you've already paid tax on that money, and this was supposed to be a retirement savings account. Yeah. Um, that's what Social Security was built as. Now and it wasn't until it. the 1990s that um, all of a sudden they started taxing Social Security. And so at least my generation grew up thinking that your, that, that your retirement should be more or less tax-free. Mm-hmm. But with a 401k and and a, you know traditional IRA, that that's simply not true. You get taxed on anything you take out, and with, with all of that growth. Now, then the financial planners come along and say, "Hey, well, this might be a great thing because you know you're going to withdraw it, and it's not going to be all that much, really. This is kind of a savings account, and that's a horrible, horrible thing to think." This is you're you're not just saving for your you're investing for retirement. And that means that your money should grow. And if you're in things like low yield mutual funds or or bonds that are barely going to uh, make it for you, going going to get your retirement to the place where you're just above poverty level, and therefore your taxes are lower, um, then you know that that's kind of a sad thing. We can do better. You should do better. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. So exactly. And so like, there's a couple things that you need to know about a a Roth IRA. Um, The first thing is, is if you decide to open up a Roth IRA account where you're working um, with your 401k, you need to be very specific. It's a Roth. You need to take out the taxes from my contributions and they will. But if you're, if they're matching you in, in the company, they get tax benefits to not match you inside the Roth IRA, but into, I believe, a, well, a 403B. Yes. I can't remember. But like in, they'll match you in a traditional, <laughs> in a traditional, traditional IRA. IRA. Right. And that's where they match you. So you will be taxed on their match. And so, so here's the thing is if you leave a company, you need, if you want to put that traditional IRA money that they matched you in, that traditional account, you need to pay taxes on it before you roll it into your Roth IRA. Because if you don't, then your Roth IRA, your accountant's going to hate you. 
And and so because well, they, you will they pay the taxes you'll still it. have to pay the taxes on it and you'll have to pay the taxes on I think growth on the portion that's like I don't know it's crazy but maybe they just say no just keep in Roth or whatever but someone said oh yeah you can roll it into your into your Roth IRA but then you have you to can. like pay taxes on part of it and and I was like well that totally defeats the whole well, freaking purpose no, y- of yeah, it and so, so you have to pay taxes before you roll it into the Roth. Right, and it's as up to you're you rolling to do, it in, as you're rolling it in, you, you incur the tax, you, yeah. the tax burden. And so I was like, "All right, that's good." So I actually left work at six months, okay, and um, so I didn't have much in that account, and and I was like, well, "What am I going to do with this?" And I thought, you know what, this would be a great experiment to see if I could grow a small account Roth IRA. And, and have it be tax-free in what Online Trading Academy is teaching me, you know, with futures and things like that and, and stuff. And I knew yeah. enough that I could tr- I could trade a Roth IRA in futures. Sure. I could trade a Roth IRA in Forex. I could trade a Roth IRA in stocks. Yeah, options. You, and options. And in options. And so I was like, all right, let's see what happens with this small IRA. And so taking the classes, I understood that if I was looking to earn income or to grow, um, quickly, I would need to be in the futures market or the foreign exchange market. That is where people, that's foreign typically currency foreign, exchange foreign currency exchange right. market. Did I say something weird? Anyway, it's the Forex market, foreign currency market. And so I decided I am going to find the platform that offers it all. I'm going to options, futures, foreign exchange and stocks i'm just gonna do it right and even if one's a little bit higher in commission rates it'll be okay because i could like move my money around and i'll learn how to trade in this market and then when it grows i'll move into this market and then i won't have the headache of trading out my platforms well i get i so i set up this account i'm so excited and i'm waiting for the check to come so i can put it into the into the um into the trading platform and i put it in and i look at it and i'm all dude all i can do is buy stocks. Remember, I had only worked at this company for six months, so it wasn't a big account. And so I was like, why can't I only buy stocks or do a covered call on my options? That's all that the platform that you were with. That's all that the platform I was with was going to require. Well, was going to allow allow me to do. And so then I called them and I said, what's going on? I thought I could trade futures and and Forex. Did I not qualify? I mean, I've taken classes on how to trade this. What's going on? And they go, oh, no, no, no. They said, you have to have $25,000 $25,000 in your account to be able to trade futures in Forex. Remember, this is an experiment. This is a small account. And I was all, what? I did not ask that question. So the first thing that you need to do when you set up, when you're going onto a platform and training your own stuff is to ask them, how much do they require if you have a small account? How much do you require for me to have to trade in whatever market you want to trade? So if it's stocks, you need to ask that. And usually it's like, whatever you got in there, you can just trade. It's not a big deal, right? Options, you need to ask, how much does it, for me to do a full option spread, how much do do you require? And then futures, you need to ask, how much how much do I need to have in futures to be able to trade futures? How much money do I need to have to trade futures? And so, so that's the first question you need to ask with them. The other thing that you need to ask is, what is your margin that you require for me to trade in whatever account, whatever market you're going to trade? So in futures, they require 125% of mar- the margin, of the margin requirement. requirement. Yeah. And that's 
pretty close to overnight margin requirements. So mm-hmm. it, it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've totally picked the wrong platform. And and this platform is connected to a brokerage house. It is connected. I mean, they're all brokerage houses, but it's connected to a brokerage house. And I said, why why is your margin for day, day trading that high? And they're like, well, it's a FINRA rule and, and you're in a retirement account. So we've got to be careful about like what you're doing with that money and blah, 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 blah. And I was all, Okay, so I said, oh, well, let me go research the FINRA rule. So I went and I researched the FINRA rule, and it was, and I was, and I said, Aaron, just, I think it says 20% is all required for, for in a Roth IRA to trade futures. And he go, and I said, will you just read this with me and stuff? And he's like, yeah, it says 20%. And I was all. So they have their own FINRA rules and what they feel comfortable with you in each trading platform or brokerage house. And you need to understand what is the requirement yeah. to be able to trade that? So, so yeah, what, what, what it is is that FINRA says you have to have a minimum, minimum. of this. And then, you know, and this, th- these are directions to the brokerage firms themselves. Yeah. Now, the brokerage firms can have policies that are more stringent than the minimum. Yeah. Which is, you know, where, which is where your brokerage firm was. Right. They, and they were being more stringent. They were more stringent. And I yeah. guess, so... So I don't explain things very clearly, so I'm grateful to have the man with the gift of tongue oh, so no. he can explain it more clearly. Yeah, so that's what happened. And so then I was like, I am such an idiot. <laughs> and I was all... She is not. She really is brilliant. <laughs> You're so nice. Anyways, I was just going, well, I'm going to have to change platforms and I'm going to just be happy, have to be happy with one market. I'm going to have to choose one market. And so when you call a platform you're going to want to ask, well, what's your margin requirement? How much money do I need to have in a Roth IRA to be able to trade whatever market I want? Okay, go back to that. And then you want to say, what do your FINRA rules mean? And so I called another trading platform and I said, hey, how much, what's what's the margin requirement? And he's like, well, with, the, and he we were just talking about the micros or whatever, because remember, this is a small account. He said, um, he said, well, if you have, it's $50 for a contract, and if and if you only have $100 in there, <laughs> you can trade that contract, you know, and it was a 50% margin. And so it was significantly different than this other place. Um, and so I look... And this one allowed her to, even w- without the 25000 with just what she had, just a couple what thousand I had. bucks... You know, trade in in futures. Yeah, I could totally yeah. trade in futures. They're like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, that's their rule. That's not ours. And I was like, are you kidding me? And they had lower commission. So their commission rates were even lower. That's the next thing you need to ask is how much is your commission rate? Like, so when you go into a futures contract or into a 4X contract or an options contract, they have commission fees. And so you need to ask, what is your commission fees? And then you need to figure out is it worth it to trade with these guys? Are they going to take like a lot of my profit or not? And sometimes if you're starting with a small contract, those pennies add up. And so you want to make sure that you, you can afford it. And when you put in a contract, you are also calculating, okay, when I get out of this trade, how much is it going to cost me? Because they're, they're going to add in that commission fees. So now you want to ask what the commission fees are. Okay. So, um, the other things that, that, um, I have found, and the other thing was, is at this, at this other trading platform, it was clunky. 
I hated it. I could not get around it. I was trying to figure out, okay, wait, I thought I, I thought I set this right, this stop right. It was confusing. It was really a confusing yeah. platform. And I'm getting off of it. Like, I'm, a, I'm finished, you guys. And I'm only keeping it open for like another week because I have a student coming in and he, he had some questions about it. And I was like, okay, you know, you can follow me so you can, you know, I'm not teaching him the platform. I'm not, you know, because this platform would get very upset if I was teaching the platform, but he had some questions. I was like, you can come in and we can talk, but like maybe because the platform reps weren't answering his questions. They weren't answering his questions. Yeah. When he would call, he'd say, I just need to understand these tools. And they're like, well, this is, we have this indicator and that indicator. And he's like, this is not my question. Why aren't you answering? So anyways, um, but I'm, I don't know. I mean, they might get mad if they hear this podcast. Maybe they don't even know who we are because I haven't named them by name. That's right. That's right. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. <laughs> so, anyways, so I'm I'm changing platforms because I've had it. I'm like, that's it. They're making it too hard. This is it's just nutty, right? And I've been working on another platform, and I was like, this is a lot easier once I learned it. Anyways, so you also need to figure out if you can work the platform well and quickly because if you can't and you're stuck in a trade, that's going to suck. A trade that you want to get out, and mm-hmm. you want to get out fast. If you're just, that's why we always paper trade. And I have only paper traded that account because yep. it annoyed me so bad, and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure things out. Yeah, we once got stuck uh, there in a platform, and this was back when I was only doing stocks. Uh, and so, you know, with stocks, it moves slowly enough that really most of the platforms are, are okay. okay. Yeah. Now, when I say okay, that's okay for swing traders. But if you ever need to do anything fast, you need a more professional platform. Yeah. You need a more professional broker. And so, you know, here we were, and I could see that it was at the top. It was going to go down. I was desperate. I was calling. Please and I get me put out him of this in trade. That get pl- me out of this trade. Once again, I, I, put, I said, you should trade with them because they're a really stable company, right? <laughs> And they were like... Well, they were. They just weren't a professional broker. They weren't a professional broker. They were a bank. They were a bank. Yeah. And so we traded with them. Go ahead. Finish your story. Anyway. And so, you know, I, I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying, but We're the making platform, these gains and we're like, we got to get out before yeah. it goes down. Oh, yeah. We had some really... Sig- oh, yeah, was, I was really was happy about yeah. it. So, you know, but I could, I could see that it was going to drop and I was desperate to get out. And so I, I was calling and, and uh, they, they simply would not would not get it well you know you've just got to wait for this to happen or that to happen yeah the brokerage firm that we work with because they went through a third party Hmm. they'll get around to it by the time they got around to it we were way down i mean this is a long time ago and so like we lost like hundreds well i guess i don't know we lost stuff that yeah, we count said on your fingers. It was a lot of fingers. It was a lot of fingers. <laughs> and we were like, and we, and Aaron said never again and he took his money out of there and he never put his money with that platform again. And so the other thing is, is you need to know, do they have good customer service? When you call on the phone, are they going to pick it up? And is it an easy platform? Can you execute getting out? And that's what you need to know easily. And so that's what you want to do. You don't want to be calling up and stuff. And obviously, we were we were novice traders at that time. We hadn't met OTA. Okay, the yeah. next thing is is you need to understand your withdrawal rules before with the Roth IRA. And so one of the things is is if you've had it less than five years, 
you will be subjected to taxes and penalties. It doesn't matter what your age is. Mm -hmm. They will still subject you to taxes and penalties. So if you're thinking, well, when I retire at 64, I'm going to roll over my whole 401k and pay the taxes and then, or whatever, or not, you know, or I'm going to roll it over when I'm 59 and a half and then start taking out my, you know, pay the taxes and let it grow a little bit. And, and by the time I'm like 63, I'll start taking stuff out. No, no, no. You have to have five years in before you can start withdrawing Uh, without taxes and penalties. And and you will have a tax basis as in, this is what you've already paid taxes on. This is what you put in. But any of the growth within that five years that you're withdrawing is subject subject to to tax. It's the growth. It's the subject to tax. Um, On your earnings will be subjected. And then the next thing is um, if you've had it more than five years um, and you met the five year holding requirement, you can withdraw monies from the Roth IRA and be able to um, not have any taxes or penalties if you're over 59 and a half. Mm. And so that's really important. There are a couple of things that you, um, and there are no minimum distribution requirements. So if you're like, you know what, I want to take out 20,000 and you have that ability to take out 20,000 or a hundred thousand, you could take it out, and there's yeah. no taxes on it. Well, well, and this is especially important for those that uh, that um, you know are are 59 and a half or 65 and and still working, and, yeah. and they want to still work, and so they don't need to withdraw money from any of their retirement accounts. In the traditional accounts, the 401ks and the mutual funds and things like that, at a certain age, you you have RMDs or required minimum distributions Okay. Um, out of the traditional accounts. The Roth never is subject to RMDs. You, okay. you can leave it in and, and let it grow and let it grow all you want if you're getting pension or something else that is taking care of your needs and withdraw it just when you want to. But with everything else, there is that required minimum distribution. And the point, you know, the the, the reason is, is because w- with the traditional ones, the government has been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. They're like, we want your to, taxes. Yeah, to get the taxes <laughs> from that money that you put in. Right. Right. They, they put it off. Now they want it you know, before you start passing it on to heirs that aren't going to have to pay as much in taxes. Um, and so, and, and so, you know, you have to take that distribution with the Roth. There's no taxes out of that anyway. And so they don't care whether you're ever liquidated or not. They'd be fine if you passed it on and then it became subject to the lower, uh, inheritance taxation. Yeah. And, and you can have a Roth, it can be willed and you can have an inherited, um, Roth IRA to you, like your kids or whatever, or inherited uh, yeah, IRA. IRA. You have to talk to your accountant. This is where it gets into it the right. harried area. Yeah. And so I'm just not going to even talk about that. You will be subject. <laughs> if you were the child and you received it, you, you are going to be subject to taxes. Now they can take it to a traditional IRA and you can roll it into a spouse's Roth IRA. You're going to pay right. the taxes. I don't know if it's subject to taxes or not. But anyways, I'm not going to get in there. I, I asked someone who used to teach people about this and I got really confused. He even sent me an email and I was reading it and I was like, okay, I, so the willing your IRA, that will be another, another podcast somewhere else. And we might even bring Kelly on to discuss that (laughs) if he's willing to do that, or we might even bring in an accountant who understands that. So, um, but so if you're age 59 or under, you can withdraw the contributions anytime you want, but there may be a tax 
and a penalty. And you can do it sometimes tax and penalty free. So what Under you ha- certain circumstances, talk to your accountant. Certain circumstances, talk to your accountants. And where, where I've seen it, and you can do it up to $10,000 if you're under 59 and a half lifetime maximum. But okay, it's for but like the- a first time home purchase. Yes. And it's... And it's also if you're disabled or pass away. Or, I don't know anybody who's passed away that's re- withdrawing money out of their Roth IRA. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so this like, is meant as kind of a hardship. Hey, I've got to hardship. have it for this specific purpose. Yeah. Um, and in some circumstances, you get more or less a waiver for it. Uh, but under normal circumstances, you have to be 59 and a half to start withdrawing uh, tax, tax or penalty free. Okay. Yeah. And so if it's... And that happens, like, if you draw, like, before the five years, you know, you can you can take it out, but you may be able to avoid the penalties, but not the taxes. And that's for a home purchase. If you've had it less than five years, the Roth IRA, if you've had it more than five years, then you can, you can withdraw for, like, um, like d- being disabled or passing away or with buying a first-time home. Now, if you withdraw, like... Okay, we'll just move on. Right. There are penalties for those who are 59 and a half, and yeah. sometimes you can get away with no penalties. Now, I did... Sorry, I, you want to say something? Well, I just want to put a plug in, you know. Um, so anybody that is handling their handling their own um, money for either retirement, you know, investing purposes, retirement purposes, or heavy growth purposes, um, I love... These these IRAs and Roth IRAs trading trading and investing out of those, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons is is because you know we've got a lot of hangups. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I've I've had people come into my classes, and even though they think that the market is going to drop and have a big drop, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, soon or whatever, and and I've been teaching for a while, so different things have happened, you know, throughout the years, but. Um, but the hang-up is always, well, you know, if I actually sell things and, uh, you know, so that I don't take the drop in it, then I'm going to have to pay taxes. Now, first of all, if, you know, the maximum tax for the first $400,000, which most people in any one account doesn't have the $400,000, um, <laughs> at least There those, are people who do. Okay. There, there are those that do, and, and for them, you know, still... This is great advice. Yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, if you if you do withdraw it and you do get taxed, if you've held it for more than three hundred and sixty five days or one year, uh-huh. then it's you know long term capital gains, which means the first four hundred thousand is taxed at fifteen percent. So by the numbers, it makes zero sense if you're thinking that the drop in the market is going to be larger than fifteen percent to not protect it by withdrawing it from whatever's going to drop fifteen per, or more than 15%. Whatever market, yeah. Yeah, because you're going to take a 15% loss anyway. Might as well take it out and get it into something that's going to go north instead of south, right? Right. Um, however, if you are in one of these funds, and especially a self-directed fund like a self-directed IRA or a self-directed Roth IRA, mm-hmm. you can day trade that. I mean, you, you can be in and out all of the time and never incur a tax penalty. I mean, isn't that beautiful? Well, okay. With the IRA, Mm -hmm. it's when you withdraw it. Yeah. Okay. So the tax penalty will eventually come, but not until you start withdrawing it. That means that you can protect yourself all you want throughout the years without worrying about it affecting 
this year's taxes. Right. And it's only on you know what you withdraw that is taxed at all anyway. So even with the you know traditional IRAs mm-hmm. or the SEP accounts or you know any of these others. Now with the Roth, you can day trade it all you want and still when you withdraw it at 59 and a half Zero taxes. As long as you've had it for five years. Exactly. And here's the other thing I forgot to say. When you call a trading platform, you say, is there a minimum requirement for me to have to be able to trade futures account or Forex? If you're looking for that to build up faster income, you know, or options. If I didn't say that earlier, I Hmm. should have said that. Had I have said that, I would have been a lot happier because I would have said, this broker Charleston platform is not for me. Yes, and less I would have and so I and so and I would have never had to have learned their their clunky little platform. But that's all right. <laughs> I'm getting better. Like I'm not I'm not super angry, but it was good because I look at a positive. It was a great life experience, yeah. and so I need to go down this road, and hopefully I'll be able to help students who are on that platform. Yes, um, anyway, just the same. Learn from our frustration. Learn from our frustration. Okay, so here's the other thing is. You when you're under fifty when you're under fifty, you can only put in sixty five hundred dollars into a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. But you think, oh well, I'll just open up four or five of them. No, no, no. It's sixty five hundred, and you have to. You can only contribute earned income to your Roth IRA. So it's really important if you're going to do a Roth IRA, do it when you're young because then you have that compounding interest and learn how to trade it. It's so amazing, just the power behind that of growing that. And so so they can only if they had four Roth IRAs, they can only put in a total of $6,500 into all four of those accounts. That's it. Like yes. you can't be like, "Oh, I'm going to put 6,500 into this in account A. I am going to put 6,500 into account B. I'm going to put 6,500 in account C. And I'm going to put 6,500 into account D." No, no, no. It's a, B, C, and D, 6,500. Now, total. when you get uh, total, and when you get to 50, the government's really nice. They're like, all right, yeah, you're, getting you close, you're getting closer to retirement, yeah. so we'll let you put in 7,500. Yeah, they call it a catch-up. It's a catch-up because, yeah. you know, you're going <laughs> to... You gonna, have to catch up. You have to catch up now yeah. because you're going to retire in 15 years, and, you know, we got to let you guys put in that much. And I'm all... What the fudge? You should let us put in as much as we want. But once again, they want the taxes when it comes out of that account. If you yep. have been a profitable trader, next trade, it could be sign- a year, though. It could be significant. Yeah. yeah. It's well, it's an extra thousand dollars a year yeah. that they let you put oh, in. Oh, that's right. It's changed. And, yeah. and so there you go. So here's the other thing that you can do. Wait, Aaron wants to say something. I will pass. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the other really cool thing. And I was just talking to an accountant today and um and she and she said Look, what's really, and I was talking to someone who used to, you know, be a broker and would advise people. He was a financial advisor. And he said, now what you can do is when you stop working on a company, instead of rolling your whole 401k into a Roth IRA. And taking all of the tax burden. And take all the tax burden that will put you into a higher income bracket. Mm -hmm. You can slowly roll over your 401k into your Roth IRA and just get to the next tax level, like that you don't have to get into just the next tax time. bracket. Just do it over time. Just slowly roll it over. And and you can do that because you haven't, you've left that company and now you can slowly roll it over. So if you have 400000 and you've left a company, then you just 
slowly roll it over so you don't go into the next income bracket. And so I thought that was a really cool idea. Well, it is. And, you know, you've probably heard about uh, 401k rollovers into the Roth IRAs, Mm -hmm. you know, the the rollover Roth IRAs, um, because it is a favorite tactic of the wealthy. Now, the wealthy, they make too much to actually contribute to a Roth IRA because there are rules around how you know, how much earned income you can have, uh, and you can only, there, there's Before a threshold you- where if you go over it, you cannot contribute to a Roth. But there is no threshold once you have left the company that you can roll over into a Roth. And so, you know, they'll go ahead and build up their, their funds in a SEP account or, um, or, or a traditional um, IRA, you know, that the company is matching or a 401k. And then when they, they leave that company for another company, then they'll go ahead and, and roll that into a Roth. Yeah. And let it grow at that point tax-free. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know all the ins and out of it, but that's that's my understanding from talking to accountants and someone who used to be mm-hmm. a financial advisor or broker. And so, like, um, that's my understanding. And so those are some brilliant ideas to, to be able to use a Roth effectively. And then if you get to, like, the Roth limit or you need to... You just open up another Roth IRA. Yeah. And and you just, you know, and so you can have, like, I know people who have several Roth IRA accounts, and they just manage them, and they just trade them, and they just say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it works out for them, and they're very happy with it. And I think, hey, if I can grow it and not pay taxes on it, I'm a very happy person. I'll pay my taxes right That's now. That's right. But, like, you know, but if I can grow it and not pay taxes when I go to retirement, when I really need that money... It will be a blessing to me and my family, and that's what I'm working for. That is, that is my why. That is my why, and it's Good. also to like for the students here to be like there is a way to be able to grow that account. Now the government doesn't want everybody to know about this. No, no, and so it they, doesn't do them any good. It doesn't do them any good. <laughs> They're like, we don't get the money, blah blah blah, right? And so here, but and they always talk about we got to get rid of the Roth IRA and the traditional. IRA. We just got to get rid of the IRAs or whatever because yeah. of the benefits and stuff like that. But I just don't see them ever getting rid of it because no. they have one. Or if they do, they'll write themselves a special but, law and they won't have to get rid of it. And you know, it's a perk of being a go- a congressman or a woman or a senator. You know, a yeah. congressperson. There. Well, and it's been used so effectively by the wealthy that uh, that they're you know the the wealthy are simply going to lobby it. And this comes down to what's called the golden rule. All right. And that's he who has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> so yes, they've talked about getting rid of it because it is not taxable and the wealthy have been using it very effectively mm-hmm. to, you know, avoid uh, taxes in their later years. Um, but they, they've never even got it to the floor to get a vote on it because it's, it keeps getting, you know, mired up and somehow lost or never put on the docket because, when it comes down to it, the people that write the checks for campaigns are have these rollover Roth IRAs, and that should give you a hint, you know, if that that you should have one too. And don't be discouraged if, like Tarina, it's not very big right now. So maybe during future segments, what we should talk about is how to grow things much more quickly than what you've experienced in the past with a simple you know, mutual fund or something like that. Yeah. Well, and once again, I want to say I am not a financial advisor. This is the research that I have done on my own. And I just wanted to be a help to anybody out there who's like, hey, well, do I have to keep it here? And guess what? You don't have to keep your Roth IRA 
with the same stupid company if you don't want to. Like I, I called up when I left my work where I was working, I called up the people who were, who had my Roth IRA. I'm like, you know what? I want you to send it to this account. Here's the account number and send it. And they sent me a check with the account number on it. And I mailed it to the platform and the platform cashed it, put it into my account. And that was, it was that easy. And now I'm going to call them up and be like, Hey, I just opened up a Roth IRA (laughs) account over here. I'm now liquidating out of your platform. And they'll be like, why are you doing that? I'll be like, cause your platform's clunky. And I didn't realize that I had to have this amount of money to trade futures. And the other people don't. And the other people don't. And so that's why I'm doing it. So see you suckers. And your commission (laughs) rates are too high. So like there's all these things. And I was willing to pay the higher commission rate because I was, I had all the ability to trade options and trade futures and trade Forex well, and, and stocks a, in one account, and that's what yeah. I wanted. And but by all accounts, it it was a very reputable company. It was a, it is a very reputable yes. company. People love the company. I'm not, I'm, I'm not dissing on them like, oh, they're trash. But I'm just saying, you're not right for me. And I need to, we need to break, we need to break the, up this relationship because you're not right for me. It's, it's about me, not about you. Okay, it's about. It's them. a little bit about them. It's a little bit about them. Yeah. I was with that too when you said. That. I was like, it's a little bit about them, but and they have been very helpful, and you know, I wish them all the luck. But right now, this is not the account for me. Yeah, well, and everybody in you know is in their own circumstances. So, you know, one of the things that annoys me is seeing some of these articles in the news or having you know going to a financial planner where they simply pull out a form and say, well. This is you. Let's fill out this form, and and you're just going to do. You're going to follow this plan right here, um, be, you know, just this uh, this cut and dry plan. Mm-hmm. But everybody's circumstances is different, so why would their plan be the same? Yeah, you know, it doesn't make any sense. You've got to do things that make sense to you in your circumstances right now. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, really hope that you've enjoyed this uh, special Roth IRA. If you if you have comments thing. or if we've got something wrong, please let us know. I mean, yeah. we really did try to figure out all the information. This is more about, hey, if you want to trade your Roth IRA and you don't want to have like a lot of overhead or, or things or you, you have a small account, there are platforms where you can trade a smaller account with a Roth IRA in futures or Forex. And so you want you want to find out those platforms. And don't be afraid to call up the platform and just talk to a representative and be like, yo, dude, what's the commission rates? How much do I need in my account to trade? Mm-hmm. And um, what's your margin? You know what? Or Thanks. better yet, why don't you come into one of our free three-hour classes mm-hmm. and ask us those questions after class and we'll be happy to answer them and point you in the right direction based on your individual circumstances, or yeah. at least give you an idea of what the r- right direction because might be. Because if someone had a Roth IRA and they had like, you know, over $25,000 in that Roth IRA, maybe the other platform would have been if better for If they wanted to start with if, options. If they want to start with options or if they wanted stocks, well, $25,000, they could trade a futures, but you had to, re- you have to meet oh, their yeah, requirements it and stuff. It was still a clunky platform. And I was going to say, better and you can options. deal with that clunky platform and everything then that's great and you want all the bells and whistles of indicators you got it you know and i was like i don't really need the indicators so i'm i'm gonna 
No, no, we've got a much better way. So come into (laughs) one of the three-hour classes and find out what that way is. Yeah. All right. If you want to register for the class and you're in the Phoenix area, then just go to www.tradingacademy.com and register for one of our in-person three-hour classes. All right. And you'll, uh, chances are I will be there. Might even be teaching it, but I'll, I'll certainly be around and you can ask questions and, and uh, you know, we can go over your trading ex- and investing experiences. And I do both. In fact, my first love is investing. All right. Um, I was trained before the advent of the Internet. I don't want to date myself. That's not true. Yes, the it, internet yes, was in, invented in the 1990s, babe. And people were using and, it because I was and using I it. And I was there. I, I was trained before that. I really was. The okay. internet was like invented in the 80s. Well, it was invented in the or 80s. The 70s. But it wasn't being <laughs> traded. No, nothing was being traded oh, okay. like that. Okay. I'll okay. give you so that. So I before was, internet trading. Yes. Yes. Okay. There I, we I go. Was, I was, <laughs> yeah. I, I was on the old system and learned the old system. And so my first true love was value investing. I really do understand it. And I, I love talking about it as well. So um, if you need a bridge between wh- what used to work and what works now, you know, come into one of our classes. Now, if you're not in the Phoenix area, but you still want a class, easy enough. All right. We do have in-person classes elsewhere throughout the, uh, throughout the, well, throughout the world, actually. So for you, if you want to go to either an in-person or online class, just go to the following site, www.tradingacademy.com. That's right. It's the same site, but you'll, you'll get to the right place. I promise. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, love to see you there and, uh, hope you learn a lot, but, uh, yeah, get into one of our classes and figure out how this works and we'll see you next week. 